Hey, this is Fred Goldstein. I'm here at the Jefferson Population Health Colloquium, the 17th annual conference here. And I'm joined by Tom Zajac and Harm Shirpir, a physician with uh, Phillips Wellcentive. And yesterday you gave an opening keynote speech and talked about the linkage of Phillips and Wellcentive and why that happened and what you brought together. Can you bring us a little bit of information on that? Sure, sure. Yeah, no, and first of all, we really are proud and honored to be here at the Population Health Colloquium. David Nash runs a phenomenal conference. He does. It's one of the great places where you can get some pragmatic and practical information about population health going forward. We had a great talk yesterday. I think we had a great audience participation. As we were going through, we really tried to talk about where population health is going and what some of the key trends are. And Harm and I were able to lay out what we thought were five key trends. A lot of that has to do with the progression that's been going on in healthcare in general. So when you think about it, we've got this move to understanding that it's really not just about patients, it's about consumers these days. For those consumers now, as we really start to understand that, they're really is sort of a Netflix effect. Stephen Clasco from Jefferson talks about this, the ability that people want to have their health care where and when they want. So it's really more about consumer workflow than just patient workflow. And the other thing, all of us are being affected by our wallets, right? So there's a wallet effect of who's actually paying for that cost. As you lay that out, you realize that what we're looking at is not just trying to collect data, but to try to understand a purpose behind that data and to try to collect that. You want to fill in? Uh, And in that data... Typically in population health, we look at claims data, Mm -hmm. we look at EMR clinical data. I see two big new sources of data coming that we need to pay attention to. One is patient-generated health data, big column in in meaningful use. So our patients are wearing monitors at home, wearables on their body, and that becomes another source of data that's really important for population health. And the fourth new column of data that is really a theme in the conference this year is socioeconomic data to give a much broader context of who the patient is, where they live, what their community is like, and we'll talk about that more in a minute. And and it's one thing to think about this as, you know, the history of our our process has been around sick care more than anything else, Mm -hmm. really starting to look at how we treat health, how we treat care, how we treat aging in the population, and that connectivity becomes very important. Right, and obviously Philips has all these systems throughout in hospitals and all these equipment things, and maybe in homes, etc. And so, how is that through Well Center? You're linking all this stuff up. Is yeah, well, I, th- I think there are a couple of things, and, and obviously Phillips acquired Wellcentive just about eight months ago, mm-hmm. and it was really a purpose that we were trying to accomplish as well. Think of it this way, Wellcentive has always been a platform for population mm-hmm. health, being able to aggregate the data sources that Harm was talking about, bringing in analytics, and then from that, starting to set the basis for action, care management, care coordination, et cetera. But the key element to all of that is trying to activate the patient and trying to find a way that we can connect and create an ecosystem for them to be active participants in what we're doing. So that's one of the wonderful things that Philips now brings to this overall table. So we have the ability to look at home monitoring uh, for elder care, elderly care, et cetera, being able to bring that information in, connect them, keep them at home but also keep them very connected, very active, very ambulatory. We can connect through telehealth in the home as well going forward. We can have a device on on your wrist. So as you were just talking about diabetics or pre-diabetics, how do we keep them connected to the overall process and keep great activation between both the patient or the consumer and the physician going forward? Mm -hmm. So it really completes that loop. So in a lot of ways, you know, I feel like a kid in a candy store because I now have all of these capabilities that can really help us extend the healthcare process and activate those patients. I think you raised two, two critical points you brought up. I know you're going to yeah. comment on this some more. One was 
in essence, you were talking about what we would call impactful data. So data Absolutely. you actually is impactful right. that can do something with. And two was that activation. So you were actually able to get the data that's meaningful mm -hmm. to be used and then being able to put it into a format and get it to a usable area to create an activation in a patient. Yes. I uh, used an analogy yesterday that I think fits well here. Is A lot of pop health is focused on analysis and and uh, bringing the data together, in almost like a central nervous system. Our focus is also on the peripheral nervous system. We need to have sensors out in the patient's home and in the community, and we also need the muscles, the ability to impact. So the power with Philips is that suddenly we have that centralized analytical database for population health with the risk stratification and the targeted health connected to the peripheral nervous system where we can reach out to patients. And, and I doctors. think that's an excellent point because what I've seen in position HIMSS a number of years yeah. was these analytic companies would say I'm a population health company. Yeah. No, you're an analytics company. Yeah, exactly. You're talking about the rest of that ecosystem exactly. that's required to actually create a population health product. Yes, in a whole body you got a brain and yes. you got the yeah. nerves and the yeah. arms and the hands. So that needs to be both. That's what we're trying to do. And that's mm -hmm. part of the talk track, if you will, for Phillips. We're looking at connected health, not just specifically data, not just analytics. How do you take that entire stream, your health, diagnosis, care that's necessary, follow-up care? How do you make sure that there's continuous communication and alignment Mm -hmm. between the physicians, yeah. between the consumers, etc. You might want to talk about physician engagement as well. Yeah, critical issue. That'd be great. Very important. We see it as the fourth aim in the triple aim. The right. triple aim is interested for healthcare improvement is improve individual healthcare experience, improve population health, and, and reduce the cost of care. The fourth aim is clinician or provider engagement. And you can't do the other three without if you don't have provider engagement. And we need to make sure that providers are on board. A lot of the discussions today were around that theme. How do we get our providers engaged? Part of that is reimbursement, fair reimbursement for the work they do. Part of that is satisfaction and motivation for their work. Another big part is ability to do your work efficiently. And I think that's where IT has a long way to go. Still, we're much better, but still have a long way to go to make sure that physicians have and the rest of the team have the tools and information systems to deliver that care. Mm -hmm. So let's get on to another issue that I know based on your presentation was near and dear to your hearts, okay. near and dear to mine, this whole conference, social determines the health. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, talk some about that and how you're using that data or looking to use that data over time. So I mentioned to that to you earlier that it's a very important theme, almost like the fourth column of data, claims data, EMR data, patient-generated health data, and now socioeconomic data. We bring a lot of socioeconomic data in, and one of the articles I quoted yesterday it talks about community vital signs, right? So these are the vital signs in the community, not their heart rate or pulse, but their uh, economic situation, their education situation, the availability of food, environmental factors. That is really important, and I see in Pop Health a huge realization. It accounts for about 50% of factors that determine your health, so it's very important for us and to And think a about it as two vectors, if you will. One is, if you have a patient that's discharged, where are you discharging yep. to? What environment are you discharging? Absolutely. Will they have social care come network. back? Yep. Mm -hmm. And the other side is health, right? Yes. So if you do have food, the right social settings, etc., yep. there's a more there's a better likelihood they're going to be able to be an active participant yep. in our overall yep. health. So we are working actively to bring that data in as another major component to delivering population health. Both at the patient level, we want the care managers to know about the patient's community, where they're coming from. So at that level, also, and I mentioned this yesterday, at a provider level. We have incentive programs for practices, for providers. Most population health mechanisms and value-based care systems are based on incenting their physician's offices. Those programs need to take into account the socioeconomic determinants of the population. Otherwise, you end up rewarding practices that do a good job in affluent areas and either penalizing or at least not rewarding 
practices that work in far more challenging circumstances. You actually so, expand the disparity. Yes. So you almost make yeah. it worse, yes. Right. Robin Hood in reverse, you make right. the disparity worse. So we think an, a, a focus of bringing the data in is to also level the playing field in provider profiling and making sure that practices who do good work in challenging communities need those rewards. That's fantastic. So what should we look for over the next couple of years out of Phillips Well Center? I think a lot of things we just talked about. This is population health is really a journey. It's not a single big bang theory. So I think a lot of organizations are stepping up. They're starting to understand the market implications, the reimbursement implications, quality care, how they outreach into their patients. And what we're going to continue to do is expand the way that that connectivity can happen to the patient, to the caregiver, caregiver's family, to the clinical staff going forward, socioeconomics and and that data side becomes another enabler to that overall process. But I think what we're going to start to see, too, are systems that really span that capability. Rather than looking at specifically just an EMR, just a population health plan, it'll be a more continuous stream of data and continuous stream of capabilities that we can bring to the table. Yes, I see developments in both areas, clinical care and measures and better ways to track and, and measure that. At the same time, a lot of focus on cost and utilization because that's ultimately where we need to make the difference. So I, I see us developing both ways. And, like we said earlier, connectivity. A huge development and strategy in connectivity um, so that patients do not need to be in the hospital or in the practice but can be part of this connected healthcare system wherever they are. Fantastic. Well, I'd like to thank you both for joining us. Thank it was an you. excellent presentation yesterday. And um, congratulations on the Phillips Wealth Senate mergers. Great stuff. Thanks. Thank, thank you, Brad. Thank you very much. I used to